This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Marcus, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Walling Josh, love that name, versus Scott and newcomer Seth McCracken. Welcome to the bench, Seth. Why don't you take a minute and let us know where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share with us. Uh, What's up, guys? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm from Missoula, Montana, and I love the NFL and the UFC. I'm a big Titans fan and obviously UFC fighters. Uh, I love the Yankees. Uh, I'm a lifelong Kraken fan, but I didn't mention that in my go-tos because <laughs> I don't know anything about them. So, but I'm a Kraken, Kraken, right? It works. There you go. There you go. Uh, and obviously, go Grizzlies, University of Montana, best FCS school ever. That's uh, that's my teams right there. So I don't know. There's not much more to me, I guess. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. We've been uh, we've been clamoring for new guests, so you're the first one since we've kind of put out the call of people to that haven't been on to come on, so we're happy to have you. Nice. Scott, how are you doing? And let us know what your and Seth's team name is going to be. I'm good. Uh, not much going on here. Uh, yeah, I'm excited also to have, you know, some new blood on here. Happy to be teaming up. Um, not a lifelong McCracken fan, but I'm hoping after this game I'll be a McCracken fan. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But we're trying to come up with something that would incorporate uh, the Grizzlies, um, you know, for Seth, uh, just kind of that name and looking at, at the both of us here, um, we decided our team name today is going to be bearded bears. You do both have beards that I'm very jealous of. Yeah. And when I go to West Hollywood, they always call me a bear. I don't know what that means though out here. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Got, um, let's have a chat after the show. <laughs> I mean, urban dictionary will tell you if you want to know, just, <laughs> It's not a Marcus game without multiple trips to the right. dictionary. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Josh and Walling, why don't you let us know how you guys are doing, and then whichever one of you wants to tell us what your team name is. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. I'll let, uh, I'll let Walling have the, uh, the team name. Um, things are good. Uh, bought a grill a couple weeks back, used it for the second time. Today made some pouched fish and vegetables. It was pretty tasty so so it's nice uh i've been in apartments for a number of years so didn't have a grill so it's nice to get back to to getting those skills back up to to where they need to be so yeah things are good sweet hi hello eric walling hi uh this is my first look inside of the new smoking lounge that josh has built where he writes his games in quill and ink (laughs) Um, it's, it's really nice. No, no, it's an old school typewriter. Remember, it's not. Oh yeah, yeah. Ink. It's murder. It's murder. She wrote. Yeah, that's what I think of. She's like Paul Sheldon in yeah. Misery. That's a piece. James Bond. Yeah, it's really nice in there, and your smoking jacket really does play well with the mahogany background. Um, yeah. So this weekend's been good. I went and saw one of my favorite um, bands. A Montana alum as the lead singer. They uh, so I went and saw the Decemberists yesterday. Got to see their uh, like pre-show and do the little meet and greet and everything. So that was great to go to live see live music again. And then today was just kind of doing stuff around the house and being lazy and yelling at my kids, um, which I need to do. 
If you hear someone screaming, it's because my kid's playing Fortnite. Um, so yeah, I, uh, we decided today, cause we were talking earlier about speaking of backgrounds in the background, you can't see this is an audio medium. I get it, but there's a, uh, in the background in the closet, there's a game used Denny Walling, Texas Rangers jersey, which I mean, could you hit any more of the my high posts in life? Um, and so we were kind of joking about his illustrious 17 year career and wondering who else has Denny Walling jerseys. So our team name is going to be the Denny Walling Fan Club. <laughs> Make sure the question mark goes in the appropriate spot, too. Yeah, oh, I got that. <laughs> All right. We have our teams. And now let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Man, Dan's really, uh, you could really tell how you felt about that Vikings preseason game and that. He had his hair slicked back like Steve Alford this time. It was really weird. <laughs> Yeah, that was strange. All right, let's start off the game with the coin flip question. And since we have a guest, it will go to Scott and Seth. So here's your coin flip question. Since the year 2000, who has more Big Sky Conference Football Championships? Montana or the Eastern Washington Eagles? I knew that was going to be it. Uh, Damn right it is, Seth. (laughs) The best FCS team. I hate Dub so much, dude. (laughs) Whatever, that playoff game last year was fire when we sent them Uh, home. Anyways. I have a feeling one that's actually close to me would actually argue with both of you that uh, (laughs) that when it comes to the best FCS football program, I think it's located somewhere near Fargo, North Dakota, but that's Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should just move up already. I don't know. National championships maybe don't count. So let's, you know, we can move on. We get it. They're good. Go <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Bo- both of our teams, ha- both of our teams have been beaten by them several times <laughs> in, in championship games. Don't get me wrong. I, I have no love for them. Just pointing out. You yeah, know. yeah. Seth, I'm going I'm to let you take this one, man. Well, so I know the Grizz had a run in the early 2000s for sure. Heck, I think we went to the national championship three games. There are three times in four years. I don't think we've won a lot since. And I know E-Dub was really good late 2000s, early. I'd say, I'd honestly, as much as I love my Grizz, I'm I'm leaning Eastern Washington. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Checking that in, Eastern Washington. Okay. The Eastern Washington Eagles have had seven conference titles since the year 2000. And the Montana Grizzlies have eight Ooh. The correct answer is the Montana Grizzlies. Should have had faith in my boys, man. <laughs> yes, and and God. and I included code championships because there's been some of those too. And I was I was thinking so Montana was one of a couple schools to go independent during the COVID season, so they obviously weren't eligible for that one in 2020. Um, and Seth, 
uh, aside from my E-dub fandom, there is a, a bigger dub that I'm a big fan of. Yes, yes, yes. And nothing prepared me. I, I have to thank you guys because nothing prepared me more for disappointment on my trip to Ann Arbor to see the Huskies play Michigan than them coming off of a loss to Montana. So, <laughs> so thanks for that because I was yeah. fully prepared for that beating that we took in the big house. So. <laughs> um, all right. 10 points to Denny Walling fan club for doing absolutely nothing. So 10 zero to start off this game. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. And now let's go on to the first quarter. And your first quarter is Flop, Turn, and River. Flop, Turn, and River. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. So our first question in flop, turn, and river. Who am I? Clue number one, I competed in the UFC and Bellator heavyweight division. Clue two, I had the longest uninterrupted tenure in UFC history of 15 years. And clue number three, I was one of the coaches in season eight of The Ultimate Fighter. Hey, Marcus, we're going to take another clue. Okay. Seth and Scott, you got about a minute and you can either use that minute to try and come to an answer or you can decide to take another clue. It's up to you guys. I mean, if you want to roll the dice, uh, I'm good with it. I would hate to be wrong. You can also just take another clue to be safe. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Since I'm a rookie, maybe we should just take one more. Let's do it. Okay. Both teams take another clue. Clue number four. I have the record for most finishes in UFC heavyweight history. I say we check in. Go for it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, you guys are checking in? Yes. Okay, you have roughly two and a half minutes. Um, uh, Danny Walling fan club. So you can either (laughs) ask for another clue or you can continue to talk it out. There's not any talking out here. This is... uh... I was going to say, it's me talking it with myself. What? I know it's a shocker. I'm shocked by this. So I'm pretty sure this is the same year, and I might have seen like the two coaches fight from US from season eight. Okay. I saw Noguera and Mir fight in Vegas at the first UFC only UFC fight I've ever been to. And you think those were the two coaches? Uh, and I think they were the two coaches because that was a big like it's the right around it's the right time frame. 
but Nogueira was around for forever. And so was Mir. Like, Mir was really young. I, I'm not confident. I'll just, let's get one more clue and I'll just coin flip it. Yeah. Uh, so you are taking another clue? Yeah. Okay. Clue number five. I'm a two-time UFC heavyweight champion and defeated Brock Lesnar via knee bar in Lesnar's UFC debut. Frank Mir, check it in. Okay. And um, Bearded Bears, Bearded Bears, uh, Bearded Bears, what you checked in after clue four. Uh, What did you guys have? Take it away, dude. Uh, We checked in also with Frank Mir. I was trying to think of heavyweights with a super long and uninterrupted tenure in the UFC, and that's the only one I could really pull that would have been marketable anyways. And I had it after three, so I should have gone with that. But after four, we said Frank Mir. Both teams are receiving points. Correct answer is Frank Mir. Uh, Mir also is the owner of the most submission victories in UFC heavyweight history. Uh, and he was uh, competing with the UFC from 2001 to 2016. All right, let's move on to question two in flop, turn, and river. What am I? Clue number one. I was created in the year 2000. Is it Mason? In the year <laughs> All right. There we go. I was waiting. I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> Mason, Mason Giyot. <laughs> Clue number two. I use four different All-American teams to determine the winner. And clue number three. I am used as a fundraiser for the Boomer Esiason Foundation's fight against cystic fibrosis. One and three led me to Mason, but the second clue, I don't think it's Mason. <laughs> I am used as a fundraiser. <laughs> he just has Mason walking around. <laughs> yeah, Mason's like, excuse me, do you have a moment to talk to us about cystic fibrosis? Uh, Marcus, we would, we would prefer another clue, please, sir. Okay. The Danny Walling Fan Club would like another clue. So you got about a minute, Bearded Bears, if you would like to either talk it out or ask for another clue. We're, we're going to take another clue as well. Yeah. yeah. What? All right. We all just get so mixed up with all the different Boomer and fundraisers that we have in our head. <laughs> I mean, I get invited to like 18 of them a year. So, I mean, <laughs> no. which one? I can only, I can't get the image of Mason standing out in the cold with like a donation <laughs> box out of my head. All right. Well, let's try to get that image out of our heads. And let's go to clue number four. Of the 22 recipients, only six of them went on to become first-round draft picks. We're going to take another one. Everybody going to take another clue? Yeah. Shocking. Okay, let's move on to question number five. Dominic Rayola was the first recipient, and Tyler Linderbaum was the most recent. You good with that? I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm All not, right. not going to pull anything different. Marcus, we're checked in. The Bearded Bears have checked in. Denny Walling fan club, you can talk it out. Well, he's a center. Yeah, no, I got that. So um, you, you know of one named? I think it's Remington. I think Remington, because I think that Travis Frederick may have won it. Okay. This is two full questions in a row where if I was on my own, I would have had no answer for either. So um, I'm not voting well for, for this game for being any help. I'm going to let you store those, those brain cells ears and we'll get, we'll check in with Remington award. 
Okay. And Bearded Bears, what did you guys have? Uh, well, as Wally pointed out, those guys are centers. Um, <laughs> and I really only know this, sorry, Josh, from the old NCAA football video games because it always give like the different awards at the end of the season that you're sure. the guys on your team won and i'm pretty sure the award for centers and we'll see how lenient marcus is because i believe it's the remington award with an i um but we checked in with the remington award and i am so so incredibly nice and i will be giving team both teams points the answer is the dave remington trophy and yes, it is given out annually to the best center in the country. Um, Tyler Linderbaum, Landon Dickerson, and Travis Frederick did not win it. However, cowboy great Tyler Biotish has won it, as has Garrett Bradbury, Billy Price. Oh, Garrett Bradbury won an award. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Sure <laughs> did. At he, the college right, level. Right? And you know what? It turns out it made him a first round pick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it uh, turns out maybe he shouldn't have been a first-round pick because that guy sucks. <laughs> Marquise Pouncey, A.Q. Shipley, uh, LaCharles Bentley. There were some There were some good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, great job, both teams. And we'll move on to the last question in flop, turn, and river. Clue number one. I currently compete in the UFC flyweight division. Clue number two. As of August 8th, I am number eight in the UFC pound for pound rankings. And clue number three. I am part of the only trilogy of fights in UFC history consisting of both fighters, three consecutive bouts. And they were all in 406 days. So there you go. We will check in. Okay, uh, so Bearded Bears has checked in. Danny Walling Fan Club, you can talk it out or ask for another clue. Josh, what, did, what were your first thoughts on this when it came My up? My first thoughts were crickets when I heard UFC. <laughs> so unless there's somebody named crickets, I'm not sure I'm going to be any help. Good old crickets McGillicuddy, the flyweight. Oh, he sounds more like a boxer. But he he got into to UFC. He was late. a bare knuckle, like one yeah. hit, one fist in front of the other guy. They called him crickets because that's what you heard after he knocked out his opponent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a good backstory we need to build here, Scott. So, Walling, does any of this do anything for you? Um, not a whole lot. Let's take another clue. Okay, you are taking another clue, so we'll move on to clue number four. I was named 2020 UFC Fighter of the Year. And I am a two-time flyweight champion. Yeah, if this doesn't do anything for you, there's one more clue you can get. Um, I kind of can think of a name. It's just, it's like an on-the-tip-of-my-tongue name. But it's like a weird name. Let's take one more clue. Okay. Clue number five. I am the current men's flyweight champion and will most likely face current interim flyweight champion Brandon Moreno for a fourth time for my next fight. Okay. I couldn't remember which one of those two guys was. Uh, so the other guy is Day. It's, I don't remember how to pronounce his last name, but it's. Is it Remington? Rem, Reming. <laughs> it's a Brazilian for Remington. Uh, it is Figueredo. Figure, fig, Figueredo. I can never remember exactly how to pronounce it. So, okay. We'll check in with um, 
the um the barber of Seville, Figueroa. Okay, and bearded or bearded bearded bears. I mean, Seth, what did you have? <laughs> yep, yep. We uh, we also checked in with Davison Figueroa, and both teams will be receiving points. Hey, just real quick, I got to throw this in here. Who? <laughs> All right. I've never heard of the guy, so that doesn't surprise me. I've only maybe heard of uh, heavyweights, typically. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's all right. It's all good. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Moreno and Figueredo were... uh, Well, Figueredo was supposed to defend his title. He had to bow out due to an injury, and then Kai Car France and Moreno fought for the interim title, which Moreno won, so they will fight for a fourth time. What's the record in the trilogy? One, one, and one. Yes. Oh, oh, damn. Yeah, they had a majority draw, which is nuts. And that's how good that fight was. Which it was a nil-nil draw? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh has checked out of UFC forever. <laughs> Sorry, Walling. Okay. It's all right. <laughs> okay. And after the first quarter, we have a score of Denny Walling fan. Club with 70 and Bearded Bears with 100. And now we move on to the second quarter, which is David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of three pairs of questions one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, the teams will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 25 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. Okay. Number one in David versus Goliath. David, the Tennessee Titans all-time leading rusher, Goliath, the Tennessee Titans single season receiving record holder. Just a clarifier. This is, um, you know, the whole franchises. Yeah. Is it, and it's so. receiving yards, right? Not reception. Receiving yards. Yes. Got it. No, I literally did the sparkle right before I got on. <laughs> oh. <And it's>, oh. <laughs> They're nobodies, man. <laughs> They're freaking nobodies. Oh, Hopefully the David isn't a nobody. That's that right. Right. <laughs> no, Titans are a running team apparently, and always have been. Check it oh. in. All right, we'll check in with the uh, Goliath. Yeah, you don't have to tell him. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's I fine. forgot. It's supposed to be a surprise. Rookie, yeah. Hey, it's rookie mistake. It's all good. I'm exactly. I'm it's gonna. Rookie. It's gonna happen. All right, bearded bears has checked in with who knows what. <laughs> Denny Walling fan club, you can talk it out. Well, we know, as a Broadway fan, I think we know what David is. Was I right in what I sent you? Yeah, I think, yeah. Remember, you guys can say names, rookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Rookie mistake. So, Eddie George. That's never supposed to be an answer. I know, in spite of podcast logic. (laughs) Why is that never supposed to be an answer? Because every time I give it as an answer, it's wrong. It's like (laughs) like Marcus and I's Rod Strickland. (laughs) Uh, you have any idea on the single season receiving record holder? Uh, no. Uh, the only 
The only ones I can think of would be if it's not like Kendall Wright, which that feels like too easy of an answer, or um, like uh, AJ Brown or whatever who just left. Um, those are too easy of answers. Who'd Warren Moon throw a lot to? I could you name sure. any of Warren Moon's receivers? Um, I don't think I could. Okay, me neither. Um, I have zero. Uh, all right. Uh, feeling on that so am i gonna am i gonna like pitch a shutout to bombax specifically like i know you guys have gotten answers (laughs) no no i got the david oh yeah okay fair yeah you're i mean and it's not strange for goliaths to be who's not larry effing bird (laughs) (laughs) oh poor david damn it david uh i'm cool with going with there with david and eddie george i I got nothing. I have no way to even. I mean, any receiver yeah, in nothing. there in the Oilers Titans history could have had a huge year. Yep. I have no idea. Yep. Uh, I'm good with that. Let's check it in. All right. We're going to check in the David with Eddie George. Okay. And Bearded Bears, I mean, Seth, <laughs> <laughs> what did you check in with? I really hope I remember my Sporacle quiz right. I know he has like 7,000-something yards, and I'm 95% sure his last name was Givens. And if I am wrong, I say sorry, Scott, but I'm we checked in with the Goliath of Givens. Okay. One team is receiving points. Eddie George is, in fact, the Titans' all-time leading rusher. Uh, he led them with 10,009 receiving yards. Rushing yards. Rushing yards. Rushing yards, sorry. Excuse me. Rushing yards. And the Goliath. Now, um, this is me just going off of it in my head. Um, I think Givens is the all-time leading receiver for a career. Yeah. But oh, the single shoot. season. Yep. Yep. Record holder is Charlie Hennigan. I yeah. Nope. Now that you say that, I knew that. I'm sorry, Scott. I missed that in the chat. I I botched that. I oh, don't but, get I don't I don't bother to give who's on I was Goliaths because that's <laughs> common. But uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. I, I knew it was Hennigan too. I just I was stuck on career. And when you typed when uh, I typed it single you season, typed single not franchise, season, that meant was, nothing to you. Well, I was just rocking back and forth. <laughs> you were so confident on Givens. I was like, all right, go for it. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it's all good. Um, shoot. Charlie Hannigan had two absolutely absurd seasons uh, for the Houston Oilers in 1961 and 64. In 64, he's also number two on this list. He had 101 catches for 1,546 yards. And then in 1961, he had 82 catches for 1,746 yards and 12 touchdowns. In the 60s? In the 60s. Uh, Anybody off top, uh, their quarterback for those Houston Oilers? Was it Blanda? It was indeed George Blanda. Hmm. And uh, Hayward Hayward Jeffries is who I think of as Warren Moon receivers. That's the one. That's the one you were thinking of. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I was like Hayward something. Yes. The only hey- thing I could think of. Hayward Brendan Jeffries. Hayward. 
Yes, he threw all those passes to Brendan. Not a different different Haywood J. That's something different. Yes, correct. Third. This is a family. I think it says Jablom. That's why I stopped with just the last initial. Jablom, right? That's how it's pronounced? (laughs) Something like that, yeah. All right, let's move on to question two in David versus Goliath. David, the New York Yankees all-time leader in saves goliath the new york yankees all-time leader in strikeouts Hmm. marcus if it makes you feel good i'm pretty sure i can nail the david on this one too are are you i I hope so (laughs) if i didn't hit your wheelhouse on that one i don't know what to tell you (laughs) we might (laughs) i just wanted to let you know i'm I'm good uh, i'm good for another one here I'm That's glad. All. I'm really glad. Like, like I hope everybody knows that when we write these, we don't necessarily like the whole goal isn't to stump people necessarily. At least I not mean, these people. Not not in the not in the first. You know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're checked in, Marcus. Okay. Bearded Bears has checked in. Denny Walling Fan Club. You can talk it out. So David's definitely goose gossage, right? <laughs> ah, just kidding. Yeah, sure, something like that. Some All right, guy. Goliath. There's Let's talk Goliath. Some guy in the '90s and 2000s. It was okay. Um, so you think it's? I think it's Andy Pettit. Um, and just because he was around, he played there for a very, very long time. Didn't he pitch there his whole career? Yes. And, um, was a, I mean, he was a 2000 ish strikeout guy two 3000. Okay. Strikeout guy. Um, and other guys that ran through there, your Clemens is and stuff. The, the only other one I could think of maybe would be like Whitey Ford or something, but I don't know if he would have been, if he struck out a bunch of guys back then. Yeah. Um, and since we're behind, <laughs> um, I'm leaning towards going with the Goliath here. Yeah. I, I, I feel good with uh, Andy Pettit. I, I think that it's definitely not something I'd shy away from trying the Goliath with. Okay. Let's do it. Good. We'll check in. Check in with Andy Pettit for Goliath. Okay, and Bearded Bears, what did you guys have? You guys are overlooking Andy Pettit's tenure with the Houston Astros. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He followed his roid buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we played it safe on this one. We felt like there were too many potential names for Goliath and, you know, a couple different guys. Uh, so we wanted to play it safe. Maybe we were a little, a little gun shy after Givens. Yep, um, yep. So we checked in with the a uh, very obvious David answer of John Wetland's successor, Mariano Rivera. Both teams have checked in and both teams will be receiving points. Uh, yeah. Mariano Rivera. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, he has 652 career saves and nipping at his heels at number two is Dave Rigetti with 224. Saves. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, 
Scott, you 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 basically explained why I saw this as a Goliath because there are quite a few names on this list um, for strikeouts. Andy Pettit is number one with 2020. Number two, Whitey Ford, 1956. Ron Guidry, 1778. CC Sabathia, 1700. Those are some some nice names. So I was thinking that maybe it would trip trip somebody up. But uh, both teams getting points, so great job, guys. All right, let's move on to question three in David versus Goliath. David, the Los Angeles Clippers all-time leader in blocks, and Goliath, the Los Angeles Clippers all-time leader in three-pointers made. We're checked in. Bearded Bears has checked in. Denny Walling fan. Club, you can talk it out. I'd say yes to the last thing you typed to me. All right. Well, we um don't have a lot to go on for we had we threw Jamal Crawford and JJ Reddick out there, but I don't know that either of them would be the answer for Goliath. So I think DeAndre Jordan is the all time block leader. Unless it was like Loy Vaught. It was just saw his card. It- the only shot he blocked were his own. <laughs> I was, was, trash. I, was cl- I was cleaning out so I was cleaning out baseball, basketball, and football cards in the office today and was just like some names and it's really funny that this came up because I definitely pulled like an old stadium club Loy Vaught <laughs> card out. It's like, oh I loved that name. He had so um, many basketball cards. It was ridiculous. It's like you got three Loy Vots in every pack. Yeah. The, oh yeah. Nineties. Um okay. You wanna Josh, you wanna check in with DeAndre Jordan? Yes, sir. Okay. We'll do DeAndre Jordan for David. Okay. And Bearded Bears, what did you guys check in with? Yeah, we had um, you know, kind of similar. We landed on DJ pretty quickly and then we were thinking who would have been there long enough to be their all-time leading three-point shooter and threw out a couple names and going back before the 2000s, like the Loy Vaught teams, they were awful, man. Bryant Stiff, like Eric Pitkowski, like Pooh Richardson was there for a little bit. Um, and it's like, it just didn't make sense. I threw out a couple names for Goliath and I'll be interested to see if one of them is. Um, I was kind of between like Lou Williams and Quentin Richardson. Quentin Richardson being engaged to Brandy at one point, Seth. Um, yeah, that's what Try not to say those things until after people check in. Um, oh, shnikes. Bomb, yeah, yeah, bomb back yeah. the historian over there who remembers everything from every episode. Um, I'm bad at this. <laughs> I, I remember things from stuff I... Uh, fair. fair. I research. Every once in a while, I'll remember something that was on the show, but not that often. Um, but no, we ended up... Uh, Again, we're still gun shy from from given, so we checked in with the David answer of DeAndre Jordan. Both teams, unsurprisingly, are receiving points. The correct answer is DeAndre Jordan. I just, um, had, an, I just had an NBA Jam epiphany. Is it is? Can I guess on Goliath? I'd love to hear a guess. Is it the Polish pistol, Eric Pietkowski? No. So Jamal Crawford is number one in three-point field goal attempts. He's third in makes. J.J. Redick is fourth in attempts, number two in makes, number one 
Eric Pietkowski. No way. I just named him. With 738 made three-pointers. That's ridiculous. Oh, man. That's fine. Honestly, I just remembered him from NBA. Had, oh, had we gone Goliath, I would have said Q Rich over Eric Pietkowski. So it's all good. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska legend. With his number 52 retired by Nebraska. Like, that's how you know you're gross, is when your number in college, you willingly chose 52. <laughs> <laughs> it was that he chose a number that um, correlated to the age his hairline looked in college. There you go. That, okay, there, fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, Quentin Richardson is actually eighth on both attempts and makes. Um, I said the top three, Chris Paul's four, Lou Williams five, Paul George six, Corey Maggette. Eric Gordon and Matt Barnes. We did have a Loy Vaught mention. So here's what's funny, guys, is I had to panic a little bit because I know that when I wrote this, I had rebounds in mind and I looked at the rebounding list. But for whatever reason, I wrote down blocks. So like <laughs> I freaked out and I was like, God, if I go there and like somebody else is the leader in blocks, I'm going to have to restart the question, all that. But uh, Loy Vaught is fourth in total rebounds uh, in <laughs> Clippers history. Uh, DeAndre Jordan has about 3,200 more than Elton Brand. Yeah. <laughs> so, where's Michael Oloa Candy on there? Not is he on the list. <laughs> <laughs> he is the candy, not. man. Uh. Okay, at the end of the second quarter, we have a lead change. The Bearded Bears have 150 and taking the lead after David and Goliath with 170. Denny Walling Fan Club. And that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. Freaking Givens. Freaking Givens, dude. Like, maybe I should, like, read questions. <laughs> so you've you've studied from the Eric Eid. Yes. But only the what not to do. Because had he studied yeah. the what to do, we'd be yes, smoking yes, you guys. Yes, <laughs> Oh, his strategy is to not read the questions. Okay. Uh, I was so excited to pull Givens, dude. You, and then, you, you know why he can't again. read the He doesn't have to read them, Seth? Because of his friggin' memory. Yeah, well, I ain't got one of those. So. Right. And, Although, and we, <laughs> we, ah, freaking Givens, dude. The first question in halftime. Former Montana Grizzly and NFL vet Croy Bierman married a singer and real housewife of what city? She also competed on season 21 of Dancing with the Stars. I'm going right. to put the quotes around stars for you on that. As well, you should, sir. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Seth. If you're going with that, go ahead and check in. Then we'll check in. Bearded Bears has checked in. Denny Walling Fan Club. You can talk it out. How's your Real Housewives, Josh? I've never seen any, not even a second of any of them. I would just like to say that when I thought about asking you that question in my head, that was the exact answer that I pictured you responding with i mean i i'm not even sure i could name a very many of the actual shows real housewives rap 
women, real housewives of Orange I mean, County. I've heard the Orange County in Atlanta. Remember. Now I think there's one in the Middle Dallas. East somewhere. Qatar. So I. Qatar. Uh, so Orange County is not a city. You said Atlanta. You want to just do Atlanta? <laughs> sure. That's sure. one of the ones I've heard of. So. All right. That's it. And, sure. and, and the. <laughs> In the immortal words of Boomer Size and Fundraiser Mason. That's a name. Um, so yeah, let's do Atlanta. Okay. And Bearded Bears, what did you guys have? Uh, we, uh, sorry, stutter, stutter, stutter. Freaking Croy Beerman, Falcons legend. His wife was on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And cue that backup truck. It's not really a backup. It's not truck. even that a backup. Just a throwing it's a, a dart. An, we just threw a dart an at the a, one. An ass city. pulling. It was a, it's, my hand is. It's got some stuff on it. Yeah. So both teams are receiving points. You guys are like, I'm going at it from the housewives angle, and I'm like, man, if they just tried to remember where, if they've heard the name Croy Beerman. Uh, he for was me, Croy okay. Beerman is a. Who? He had a solid career. He wasn't bad. So, anyways, uh, doesn't matter. You got the points. Uh, her name was. Uh, hold on, I had it here. Uh, her name was Kim Zolciak. I wasn't going to ask you for that. That was good. That was Oof. too much. And I figured, yeah. Again, uh, is she the one from the meme where she's pointing at the cat? <laughs> no. Okay. Is that what that's from? I didn't even know that's what the meme was from. Was from a real housewives thing. I don't know if it is, sense. but it makes sense. Yeah, uh, it does make right. sense. Well, there you go. Okay, let's move on to question two of halftime. Peyton Manning hosted the revival of the game show College Bowl. I want you guys to tell me who won the championship. What school won the championship? That's it. That's the question. There's only been like one season of it so far. That... One 10 episode season of Peyton Manning okay. hosting it. Listening to Peyton Manning say very intelligent and wordy questions is fantastic, by the way. His accent is, it's awesome. So this question, uh, Josh North records basically any and all game shows. He's a game show freak. Why is he not good uh, at them? <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> uh, hey, was this the thing that uh, Mason was yes. hoping yes. to be on? Yes, yes. Mason was a... didn't. Okay, <laughs> so so it's not LSU. Can we can we phone a fundraiser? <laughs> oh, Mason would know this for sure. I bet. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. So nobody else watched it. Nope. Just me and Josh <laughs> North. I mean, Mason might have watched it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. I mean, just as likely as anything else, right? Yeah, I'm good with that if you are. I was only able to rule out one school for you. <laughs> I could rule out my alma mater too, but there's. I'm no not sure I could rule mine out because I, I had no idea. I wouldn't be in the know if they went. And, and... Unless the questions were all varsity blues related, you can eliminate any Texas based university. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we can check yeah. that in. Okay, we'll check in. Okay. Denny Walling Fan Club has checked in. Bearded Bears, you can talk it out. I, I have nothing to latch on to here. Like, I 
didn't watch it. I didn't even know this was a thing. Paid attention to, to it. I remember, like, well, I I know what it is because yeah, Mason was hoping to to be on it. What last year? Um, so <laughs> I mean, I knew it existed, but that was the extent of me paying attention to it. Was was <laughs> rooting for Mason Mason to get on there. Um, so I think I would have watched if uh, right. Yeah, exactly. On, but yeah, this is just a shot in the dark. Like we just have to pick a school and. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how to go about this. Yeah, I know it's definitely not the University of Montana. So, yeah, I'm trying to think <laughs> like maybe threw this in there, you know, as a semi wheelhouse type of question. But right, if you're adamant that it's not, then well, dude, all even, we do up here or, is drink, man. Or <laughs> even anything, anything close by, then I, I don't know what else to latch on to. I mean, bigger schools, Washington and Oregon, are probably like the the bigger schools that are closer Marcus to us, would so. not ask a question where the answer is Oregon. Right. Not if they won. Maybe right. if they lost. That's what, that's what I'm, that's what I mean. So hundred <laughs> percent. If they lost, I'm like, I like, think we can eliminate what team got embarrassed at the in the finals of college bowl. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We can eliminate Oregon. Um, and if we think this is know your host, we can certainly do something in that area. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I, got, I, I, got I don't know the, the academic prowess of any of the schools in Washington since I've never been. So it's hard for me to say like, Oh, it's, it's, it would, it's Wazoo or, you know, right. So, yeah, I'll just tell you, it's not them. (laughs) (laughs) Seth said all they do is drink. No, that's what that's, there's, there's one thing to do in Pullman, Washington and it's drink. Oh, where's my guy. Where's my guy, Drew Kalahar. Hold on. Let me consult him on this. Shout out to Drew. What up, Drew? Uh, um, you probably don't listen, but what up, Drew? Dying, bro? I have no idea. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I drove past it the other day, so sure, let's do it. <laughs> We're checking it with Pepperdine. I, I got nothing, man. <laughs> All right. We got a very confident check in there. Denny Walling Fan Club. What did you guys have? Do you want me to take this one? Take it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we thought, who are some nerds? So we thought Ivy League, and then we thought, who's the biggest BTP nerd? We thought David Lux, and we know where he went to school. So we checked in with Brown. Neither team is receiving points. However, Denny Walling Fan Club was on the right track. There were a lot of big schools, state schools that were in this, and then, uh, you know, there were a couple of Ivy League schools and the final was USC against Columbia. Columbia ended up winning. And I was like, if David was on this episode, I bet you he would know it because it's an Ivy League question. And he'd be like, oh, I went to school with somebody whose daughter was on that team. And then and you he know, wrote half whatever. the questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, Columbia, have you not heard about the scandal that USC actually bought their way to the finals? <laughs> yeah, maybe they, yeah, they were all they, they were all recruited to the rowing team. Yeah, Aunt, Aunt Becky was actually paying people yeah. to, uh, hey, to be they on the had, college team. They had right Ken now, Jennings they, and Brad Rutter on the they rowing. They can team. have name, image, and likeness contracts. So just chill yourselves out. This is 2021, not uh, 19. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out to Jacoldus Crawford. D called this he called this Crawford with the best air conditioning yes. uh, NIL deal of all time. Right. Also, yeah. you know what his middle name is, right? To ever do it? To ever do it. it. Yeah. Yep. 
the coldest to ever do at Crawford. <laughs> it's that only be the behind Kool Aid McKinstry. Heard. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that is very dumb. Let's hopefully not feel dumb and answer this third question in halftime. In 2005, ESPN tried a Battle of the Gridiron Stars show featuring current NFL players. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks were named the captains of the AFC and NFC teams. Name either quarterback. And as some flavor text for you guys, some pre-answer pre, uh, flavor text, the competitions including, ba- included basketball, bowling, an obstacle course, tug of war, a soccer shootout, and a home run derby. You want to just go with mine? I, I like yours, man. Like, even if it's wrong, I, I like yeah. I like picturing it. <laughs> All right, we're, we're checked in. <laughs> All right. Bearded Bears have checked in. Denny Walling fan, fan club. You can talk it out. So I, I take it you didn't watch this at all? Um, I'm surprised because this is like right in my reality TV-ish show. Same. Real yeah, House. Seth asked me, he's like, have you seen it? And I'm like, I feel like I would have watched... been all over it. But this is when like ESPN Dream Job was airing. Yeah, so... I watched every episode of Playmakers. Like, <laughs> right. Twice. So I was watching was... Teammates. So this yeah. was current players being coached by two Hall of Famers. Right. So I like both of our answers i just don't know if you want to flip a coin because well you said, yeah well so one is just just from the game you team. know knowing uh marcus's uh secondary fandom that's only where i pulled that one from from stabler but but i think if i don't know if either or both of the mannings were on it but if either or both of them were i could easily see archie being Right. them getting him involved or vice versa yeah i once you said that i'm like oh that would you know it that would be a pretty good i don't know marketing ploy to have him and maybe against his one of his sons or something like that yeah that was like height of manning dumb yeah that's that's kind of what i was thinking i i feel probably better about that one yeah the other was just pulling a hall of famer that uh that, and a know connection your to our know your host, but I, I don't feel okay. confident about that one. But okay, should we go with Archie Manning? Let's do it. All right, check that in. Okay, and Bearded Bears, what did you guys come up with? Uh, I like that answer of Archie Manning because yeah, that's that's getting a name in there, right? To try to attract people. Um, we were just trying to think first. Was like, is there someone that was working for ESPN at the time? Since they were putting it on, it was it easy for them to. But uh, I don't remember Ron Jaworski going into the Hall of Fame. So, um, so then we're just trying to think of you know QBs around that time who would do something like this because it seems pretty hokey and campy. And when I think of like hokey and campy and guys that would want to put their name on that, I think Terry Bradshaw. So <laughs> we checked in with Terry Bradshaw. One team will be receiving points. And when they were discussing, they said both names. The answers were Ken Stabler and Archie Manning. <laughs> so there was a know your host. Denny there. Walling fan club. I didn't even think about that. Like, I don't know that I've mentioned the Raiders enough for somebody to catch on to that as my I, you second have, team. You have for, I think, us. Maybe not guests, but I think yeah. for us, we always, because you always <laughs> make a reference about it was your dad's favorite team. 
I thought you were going to say a Seahawks quarterback, and I'm like, who could he possibly? Jim Zorn's uh, not in the Hall of Fame. I was like, what? What is he saying is, that for? Is Dave Craig in the? Oh, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he might be. He but I wasn't going to go that Anyways. route. That's where I went your secondary route because it's a much bigger name out of you know. Yeah. So so anybody can can you know try and find this because I couldn't find hardly anything on it. And apparently there are 12 episodes. It was two seasons. Stablers, the AFC team won both times, had Peyton Manning, uh, obviously just all the stars at the time were doing this as a part of ESPN's. Yeah. Some of that wild programming. Was Eli on it too? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I was just curious. if uh... That's the end of halftime. After halftime, the scores have changed. The leading team hasn't. We have Bearded Bears with 175 and Denny Walling Fan fan uh, Club with 220. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Now your third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. I blame this on David. I blame this rash of missing links on David. I've been avoiding it for a nah, while. Nah, they were, they, they were, they were, it was, yeah, I mean, he does it every game, but it was, it's a no, I just rem- I'm just saying, remember my, my advice, never miss an opportunity to blame something on David when he's Fair. not here. So. <laughs> So that way he can complain about it again that he was. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's David's fault that Seth answered Gibbons earlier. So I, that's is, why yeah. we're losing. <laughs> yeah. It's his fault we answered Brown. It is his fault that we answered Brown. For two wrong answers. <laughs> Thanks, David. Uh, <laughs> for, or question one in the missing link. What World Boxing Hall of Famer claims 27 world championship world champions under his tutelage, including Manny Pacquiao, Miguel Cotto, and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., among others. He's, he considers the training he does as one of the reasons he has slowed the progress of his Parkinson's disease. Bombek, we're good to check in if you trust me. I trust you. We can check in. Okay. Denny Walling Fan Club has checked in. Bearded Bears, you can talk it out. Yeah, I, I was prepared to talk this one out as soon as you said boxing. I figured these guys wouldn't need <laughs> yeah. very long. These know, guys, you mean it's... that guy? <laughs> Fair. Oh, what is Manny Pacquiao's coach's name? I can picture him. He's got glasses. He's got like little white white hair. Okay. Obviously, he has Parkinson's. Unfortunately, uh, freaking God, oh, what is his freaking name, hair. man? I don't pay enough attention to oh. Manny Pacquiao to to know that. 
I was always rooting for Mayweather. It's freaking. Uh, I don't even know how to try to help you on this. Like, I'm gonna go check on uh, it. Some freaking first name. I don't even know. So, some first names. Yeah. Or yeah. Well, it's assume I... he he is he is. Is he of Latin descent? No, he's he's white. Oh, okay. Oh, that yeah. that makes it even harder to throw out first names. <laughs> George. That's where my brain keeps going. It's not George. Earl. Uh, no. Glenn. No. Uh Bill. I wish. No, it's freaking Jim. Oh, it's in my brain. Where is it? God, dude, let's just throw up. All right. I can't. Ernest Gibbons. No, this is just Smith, dude. I can't. I you can't pull Smith? it. Dude. No, I don't think it's Smith. No. I can't. Can we can we go with a little bit of a whiter last name? <laughs> it's like I thought that is the most common white name. It is, but like it's also very common for like let's go one that's that's more white (laughs) (laughs) sure whatever you want to go with it's not jones oh my god it's gonna kill me once wong says it but i yeah it's just gonna all right i need to answer it we're we're gonna check in smith jones hyphenated all right all right smith jones hyphenated uh (laughs) Walling, let's get let's um, make Seth, you know, not feel better, but but at least get it out of his head. I'm gonna so release can, that, release that tension. Yeah, that's uh, building. Release up the McCracken. Sorry. Yes, release, <laughs> release the Quentin McCracken. Um, <laughs> that would be the the guy who you described perfectly is Freddie Roach. Ah! That's it. Oh my god! There it god. is. That's the release we're all looking for. Oh. Fred. Fred. Yep. Definitely an old white guy name. One yeah. team is getting points. The correct answer is Freddie Roach. Um, Freddie Roach has also coached George St. Pierre, and like I said, he he's able to claim twenty-seven world champions under his tutelage. He he had a forty and thirteen record as a professional himself. So they had those those old twenty four sevens that they used to do on HBO before a big fight were great with him. He's just watch some of his stuff for any of his interviews. He's a he's an amazing amazing dude. All right, let's move on. Or so far, our themeling answer is Freddie Roach. On to question two in the missing link. What two time CFP national champion? 2020 unanimous All-American and Outland Trophy winner was a 2021 first-round pick. Uh, maybe we just check in with that one that you put. I like that as an answer. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull anything better. I, the, like so. the criteria fits, and yeah, I like it. So we uh, are going to check in. Bearded Bears have checked in. Denny Walling Fan Club, you can talk it out. So we've narrowed a school and a position down, um, but but that I can't um, remember. We also tried to do that. Yeah, the only name that's getting stuck in my head, and, and I'm pretty sure he was drafted this year, not last year, is Evan Neal, because yep. Marcus reminded me of that in another game the other day. I was paying attention to offensive linemen during that draft because the Vikings desperately, well, they always need offensive linemen. I was gonna say and corners, right? All this right. Guy, crap. I can't think I, of his name. I need, an, I need an answer. 
do you want to, I mean, Evan Neal is literally the only name I can come up with that I know as Alabama lineman. Yeah. The only thing I can do is name the Alabama skill position players who were drafted you know, before him, <laughs> but uh, that doesn't help us either. <laughs> Waddle yeah. Smith Jones. No, no, no. Smith no. Jones hyphen. Waddle Smith Jones. <laughs> Remington. <laughs> I, um, I, oh my God. As soon as he says, look, this will be one that, uh, we're gonna you know, another another a, sweet release. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's that sweet. I'm not uh, like I just I know it's in there. I just it's not right at the tip. I just can't quite. All right, just the tip. What do what are you guys gonna check in with? What do you think, Josh? Evan Neal for the wrong answer? Sure. All right. Okay. And <laughs> bearded bears. What did you guys have? Yeah, uh, Seth, you came up with the name. We we racked our brains trying to narrow down the position first for Outland, since we know that the Remington right is the center, um, mm. and I know most of the other positions. So we eventually kind of decided that Outland. We just decided whether it's right or not that Outland is for O linemen, non centers, um, and then Seth threw out a name of a guy that would have won two with Alabama because he played there forever. Um, so go ahead, Seth. Uh, yeah no idea if it's right or not but i know the raiders drafted alex leatherwood in the first round in 2021 so worth a shot hopefully it's a lineman right uh so that's what you're checking in with yep that is yep okay one team is receiving points the correct answer is in fact alex leatherwood mm-hmm. good pull seth sure it's not yes. givens <laughs> That's I'm his sh- mom's maiden name, actually. <laughs> the Outland Trophy is actually for the it, the official terminology is best college football interior lineman, but it it is guards and tackles, or it can be a defensive tackle. Okay. So, yeah, it encompasses all of them. Uh, yeah, we were thinking it was defensive tackle, and then we were like Raquan Davis, but he was a second rounder to Miami. So, gotcha. Yeah, uh, Jordan Davis won it in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and uh, Alex Leatherwood won uh, in or yeah. Anyways, that's so, the guy. Yeah. Yes, no. <laughs> there that's you the go. Guy. I, I, I wasn't going to get there, but right. Um, and and I was hoping the lack of clues was like, why is there not more clues? Because there's not a whole lot you can say about an offensive lineman. Or Alex Weatherwood. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's a different story. Okay. So, so far, our theme-linked answers are Freddie Roach and Alex Leatherwood. Moving on to question three. What Nigerian-born 1998 Big West Player of the Year has his number 55 retired by his college and, you know, may more be more well-known as one of the biggest back draft busts in NBA history, averaging just eight points and seven rebounds in his career after being drafted number one overall? We're checked in, Marcus. Okay, the Bearded Bears have checked in. Denny Walling Fan Club, you can talk about. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's all you got, man. It's the right yeah. time frame. It's just yeah. funny that I already said it. <laughs> mentioned his name earlier. Um, uh, I mean, he certainly was a bust. Not not only for the Clippers, but also for the Timberwolves. And I don't know where he went after that, other than to the club overseas. I think. Um, but uh, I think the time frame fits. Uh, Pacific is on the west. Is in the west. 
Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. All right. I'm good right, with it if you're good with it. Yeah, I'm good with it. We'll check in with Michael Olawa Candy. And Bearded Bears, what did you guys have? Uh, yeah, looking at the numbers there, it's funny because he was mentioned earlier, and he's not very high on the rebounds list all time for the Clippers. <laughs> we, we also checked in with Michael Olawa Candy. And thanks a lot, Josh Bomback. Uh, <laughs> both teams receiving points. You said it, and I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to move on. Hopefully nobody remembers that he talked about it. Uh, so the correct answer is Michael Alawakandi. His number 55 is retired by Pacific University. And yes, not very good. Not very good at all. He was good at getting out of the locker room fast and getting to the club. That's what he was the best at. Yeah. Hey, it's a skill. A lot of players are <laughs> a lot of players are good at that. They're just also decent on the court, so they get away they, with no, it. No, no. <laughs> They're not as good as him at being that fast to get out of the locker room to the club. He was number one. All right. So our theme-linked answers are Freddie Roach, Alex Leatherwood, and Michael Aloha Candy. Question number four in the missing link. What three-time All-Star had over 2,000 career hits over his 15-year career with five different teams? He is the all-time leader in stolen bases by a catcher in the live ball era and was the first player to hit for the cycle by the team that drafted him. And Mark, Marcus, we're going to check in. All right. Denny Walling Fan Club has checked in. Bearded Bears, you can talk it out. All right. So I initially thought Jason Kendall because, like we kind of mentioned, the stolen bases. He's the first guy we both thought of for stealing a lot of bases as a catcher. But I don't know that he played for five teams. I can only I can only picture him on the Pirates. Like, and yeah, I think he and even if he bounced around bases. at the end, I don't think no if he would have bounced around for four other. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think four I like teams. read something where he was like jokingly going to come back. I think he's only played for the Pirates. I could be wrong. Yeah, even I, if he didn't, I don't know that he played for four more. Like, he could have been a guy that, like, spent his last one or two seasons somewhere random. But, man. So I'm thinking, like, Paul LaDuca, but he was not a steals guy, but he was a he played for a lot of teams. And then I think but, Russell Martin. I think he fits five teams because I can picture oh, Dodgers, yeah. Yankees, Pirates. Blue Jays. My, you said – he was definitely in Toronto. Mariners. No, not Mariners. Oh, not um, Mariners. Okay. But de- he definitely played for Toronto, the yeah. Yankees, the Pirates, the Dodgers. And I... Th- uh, there's like someone we're just glossing over. I don't know. There. I just don't know if Russell Martin got to 2,000 hits. It's, it's weird because I like Kendall for 2,000 hits and for 15 years and for the steals, but I don't like him for five teams. So I'm like... Yeah. Just trying to think if there's any other catchers that catchers that steal bases it's like no one right it's very rare yeah and it's like usually if there's a catcher that does that they end up moving all right catcher like i need an answer fellas should we go oh Oh, god you like kendall or russell martin better (sighs) i think i'm 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 55 45 to kendall yeah let's go kendall i can't see him on five teams i I can't whatever all right we're gonna check out jason kendall Okay, and Denny Walling Fan Club, what did you guys have? 
we had a discussion that included one name, and I was pretty sure he played with five different teams, um, the Royals being one of them, and his ankle has maybe not been repaired yet, um, so we checked in with Jason Kendall. Both teams are receiving points. He played for the Pirates, obviously. They drafted him 96-04. to Then the A's for three seasons, oh, ended up yeah. with the Cubs. Uh, played oh. with the Brewers and then finished his career up with the Kansas City Royals. Oh. And he has 189 stolen bases. There's another guy that has more, but again, it's like he played in like 1901. Right. Yeah. Like 1920. So, whatever. Is that, um, what's his name? McGillicuddy? Yeah. <laughs> Crickets? Yeah, McGillicuddy. Crickets McGillicuddy. Crickets McGillicuddy. Crickets McGillicuddy. <laughs> and then I think they're on that list. Is uh, Andrew Smith Jones? Just you know, <laughs> not Andrew him. Jones. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, Andrew. Yeah, uh, yeah. I loved Jason Kendall. He was always yeah. I, I first baseball game I ever went to was a Pirates game, and he was the star of the team. Yes, mm-hmm. and at the time of his retirement in 2012, he was second in career hits and doubles by a catcher, only behind Pudge. Yep, contact hitter to the max, um, and yeah. Our theme-linked answers are Freddie Roach, Alex Leatherwood, Michael Alawakandi, and Jason Kendall. And I have received uh, submissions from both teams, so let's just move on to question five. Question five in the missing link. Nickname given to a recent FTG edition. A Super Bowl winning coach, but at the, that at the time was the youngest Super Bowl winning coach in NFL history at 39 years old. And because of FTG stuff, was recently re- removed from Tampa Bay's Ring of Honor. We're going to check in. Denny Walling Fan Club has checked in. Bearded Bears, you can oh, check it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure this yeah, is. Yeah, that just, that just clicked like that. Yeah, as <laughs> yeah. soon as removed for stuff. What was, <laughs> his, what was his name? Oh, John, John I, Gruden it, it, and Chucky. It's, it's Chucky, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. So checking in with Chucky. Okay, and Denny Walling Fan Club, what do you guys have? Yeah, we uh, literally sent the same thing to each other split seconds after you finish reading the text. Uh, it is indeed Chucky. And both teams will be receiving points. Yeah. If you guys want to, I mean, I'm surprised that this much was on the Wikipedia page because once that stuff happened, I kind of just like was like, whatever, like. It's not like there aren't a bunch of people that have said a bunch of horrible things in emails and his just happened to get published and whatever. But some of the stuff in those emails I was reading today as I was uh, doing this around and I was like, oh, boy, there's Mm -hmm. there's there's some FTG stuff for sure. So anyways, uh, I received uh, submissions from both teams. Um, So why don't we start with uh let's just go with uh denny walling fan club what did you guys uh submit um we submitted horror movie villains okay and bearded bears what did you guys have uh so after alex leatherwood i thought to myself should i send over horror movie villains but i was like technically it's leather face so i don't know if i should or not so then after hearing some of the rest of them it 
made sense. Only one thing worked. This was a theme that I had written um, also, <laughs> a missing link that I had written. Not Obviously not the same names, but um, the same theme. So we also checked in with horror movie monsters. Yes. Um, I don't remember that at all. So good No, no, know. I haven't done it yet. Like oh, I have it written. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were saying no. You, like I have it written for a future game. Well, not anymore. Gotcha. But well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, all good. Sucks, I had sucks it to suck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So both teams have gotten points, but yes, as Scott alluded to, they submitted it after question three was read. Denny Walling Fan Club submitted it after question four was read. So hundred points to Bearded Bears. Still uh, getting the fifty is. Denny Walling fan club. So great job, both teams. That was, I, I don't know what happened. It just hit me like a, in the face. Cause usually when I decided to do missing link rounds, I agonize over the link and I love horror movies. And I stumbled upon this, uh, uh, YouTube series called dead meat, where they basically like walk you through a horror movie in like 20 to 25 minutes and go through all the kills. And it's pretty funny and especially if you don't want to watch like really bad ones they like review everything so i just got done watching every episode of the of the hellraiser series and i'm glad i don't have to watch any of those i just got to see some some kills so all right there's no athlete named pinhead that you could have used (laughs) (laughs) trust me that was the first thing that i thought of i was like mike pinhead so marcus did you did you go through who the villains were Oh, sorry. No, uh, I'll go ahead. Uh, so Freddie Roach uh, and Freddy Krueger. It was hard to fit in Leatherface, but uh, Leatherwood, I thought, would suffice. And okay. uh, a little bit of a twofer. Um, I was thinking Mike Myers, and when I was thinking of a Michael, and I saw Michael all with candy, I said, ooh, Candyman, that works too. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> got those. Uh, we have Jason Kendall and Jason Voorhees. And then our alley-oop that I threw to you guys that both of you threw down very nicely, uh, Chucky. So, Yeah, we were initially struggling with the Alex going, is there an Alex villain in (laughs) the horror movie? Right. I know. I was like, uh, let... Because then I thought about some other ones, and I'm like, I got to stick with the the true... The big ones, yeah. The the thing for me was, like, when Seth typed to me Alex Leatherwood, in my head I went, Leatherwood leatherface and i was like we already have like a horror theme right there so that also kind of led me to saying like let's go out to leatherwood and if it's right i feel like that has to be the theme because i don't know what mm. else would fit so once we got that I, like i felt pretty confident and then just wanted to wait for the third one i was like are roach and leatherwood like two characters from animal house that i forgot about <laughs> <laughs> I yes. thought for sure when he, when it was Freddie Roach, I typed to Seth and I was like, "Okay, Papa Roach, like remember that, keep famous that in Papa. mind." Well, was, you're right. And so at first I was like, "What are roaches?" I was like, "Famous Papas," and then I said like cockroach, and I was like, "Would Marcus do a missing link round about five cocks?" And I was like, "Probably not." <laughs> yes, but that would. Yes, I would, but that would be on a Patreon. <laughs> so then when the Outland Trophy came up, I was like, before I because I didn't read the. Um, the back-to-back natural championships i was like is this creed humphrey is this creed and papa roach i was like are these 2000s rock bands that people so, forgot about so i when <laughs> i when i because like that's a part of it too like for all of you listening when we write these missing links part of it for me is what order am i going to put these in because i don't want to give an obvious one early that will lead them to and freddie is you know freddie krueger is a pretty 
I mean, I would say that's one of the first things you think of when you think of horror movie villains, characters, whatever you want to say. And but the fact that Roach was on there, I was like, yeah, they might think I'm doing some kind of rock. I did. Uh, I, 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 mm-hmm. I it was in the back of my mind for sure. Oh but yeah, hey, I'm there, just, yeah, I just found ahead. an Alex who is a villain in a horror movie. Oh, uh, Alex Hammond in Prom Night. Oh, is that his ah, name? All <laughs> right, a serial killer. In- <laughs> all right, that. Oh, that's so funny. Prom uh, night. Yeah, you're you such go. a good a good missing link. You didn't even know how good wow. you were. Wow. Yeah. yeah, little did <laughs> well, you know you had go. two doubles. I had two two first. <laughs> yeah, when I when I saw Michael and I was like, Michael, Michael, and I was thinking of names, and I was like, Oh, and Michael Alawakandi yeah. was thinking Andy, man. man. I'm like, Turns I have, out have to do it. Turns out that roaches are a villain in a movie called Eaten Alive by Roaches. So that's also <laughs> a double for Freddie Roach. <laughs> Okay. I am, is this the greatest missing link of all time? <laughs> well, after that very well done round by both teams, both teams getting all the questions, both teams getting the theme, we have a lead change. But it is a tight game. Taking the lead back are the Bearded Bears with 375, but man, there is that Denny Walling fan club at 370. Anybody's game. This is as tight as it gets. We did it. We're here. It's time for the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. So our categories for the fourth quarter are Blessings in the UFC, Freak Like Me in the NFL, Hail Mary in college football, and Believe, which is Major League Baseball uh, Jason. And now the teams will... Uh, hmm. Oh, God, did I just forget what to say? Jeez, it's, Louise. That's right. It's your first time. I just had it. Oh, my R- gosh. My brain, my brain almost shut down. I almost passed out just now. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. So our first question in the fourth quarter, blessings. What former UFC featherweight champion owns the third longest winning streak in UFC history, 13, the most flyweight wins, 18, and finishes 10, and has the most total strikes landed in UFC history across all weight classes? We can check in then. All right. Bearded Bears have checked in. Denny Walling Fan Club, you can talk it out. Okay. So the only name that's popping into my head is Mighty Mouse Demetrius Lucky Johnson. But I don't remember if he was featherweight or flyweight. But he did have a long winning streak. (laughs) You know you're talking to no one, right? I know. (laughs) I'm listening. This is this is for the I'm doing it for the fans. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank doing this you. for the fans. I'm pretty sure Mighty Mouse has a really long one, and I'm, I think he was featherweight, so I think we'll check in with uh, Lucky Johnson for Oakland Five. All right. The, the old Oakland Five. Shout out to Triviality. Hi, Neil. Wow. Let's hi, Matt. Crew. Hi, Jess. Hi, yeah. <laughs> I, yes. Well, yeah, those guys too. Those sweethearts that they are. Uh okay, and bearded bears, he checked in first. 
Seth, what did you have? Yes. So Demetrius Johnson was a flyweight. Um, Mighty Mouse, obviously. But blessed, Max Holloway was an ex-UFC featherweight champion. And uh, he's known for his boxing. Lands a ton of strikes. And I'm pretty sure he went on a ridiculous win streak. So um, as long as the flyweight wins is really featherweight wins at 18, I feel pretty good about Max Holloway for 100. One team is receiving points. The correct answer is Max Holloway. And yes, uh, the category, (laughs) Josh, holding up a very (laughs) adorable Owl Funko Pop. And yes, uh, the category name was uh, for his nickname, which is Blessed. So great job, Seth. No offense, uh, Scott. That's all. Yeah, I I heard of that guy today for the first time. So it's all good. He got his butt whooped in his last fight, unfortunately. But yes, yeah. he did. But yep. unless somebody beats him, he's gonna be. They're probably gonna fight again at some point. <laughs> yeah, there's no one. It's those two, right? That's it. Him and uh, Volkanovski. Let's move on to question two. In Freak Like Me, Javon Curse burst on the NFL scene in 1999, recording 14 and a half sacks to set an NFL rookie record. However, Curse is not the all-time single-season sack leader for the franchise. The single-season record of 15 belongs to whom? He was a four-time Pro Bowler and finished his career with 100 and a half total sacks for three different teams. Um, we are going to check in. Nice. Denny Walling Fan Club has checked in. Bearded Bears, you can talk it out. Now we can uh, give our, our four names that <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's one of. Yeah, I can't man. place Carter on the Titans, obviously, but like so I, Ke- I trust Kevin, you that he was Kev- there. Oh, yeah. Kevin Carter was absolutely on the Titans, yeah. Rams, and Dolphins. He has the three teams. He was definitely a sack guy in like late 90s, early 2000s. Could have easily had a big season while Curse was there. Especially with Kurt, like Kurt's getting all the attention, it would have been easy for another guy to, yeah, kind of break through. But I then really, I, I like Vandenbosch. It like for some reason, like my heart says Vandenbosch. I, I remember, don't know if that's just... I, I remember Vandenbosch having a big sack season for them in the mid two thousands. I don't know that he went to a third team, and I don't I know that he has four Pro Bowls. Four Pro yeah. Bowls seems like a lot yeah, at agreed. a time when there was a lot of competition for Pro Bowls. Like that's true. There were a lot of good pass rushers around the same time that he was a pass rusher. So then we have Brian Arakpo, who I think is only uh, Washington and the Titans because then he went to bake cupcakes. Like he reti- <laughs> I'm pretty sure he retired as a Titan to go do cupcakes. So I don't know that he has a third team. And then there's Cameron Wake, who you say did go to the Titans, which I vaguely remember. Yeah, and he definitely put on the Dolphins, obviously. And I'm pretty sure he like latched on somewhere else too. Like, yeah, he was end. like he was just grabbing on whatever he could get. But left. I don't know I that think by he's the still time, active, isn't he? Technically, I, I don't know that by the time he got to the Titans, though, he would have been that prolific enough to get to rack up 15 sacks. Like that was I late. He's probably his like career. 39, dude. <laughs> right, like I like Vandenbosch because I I know he had a big season. Four Pro Bowls just seems like a lot for him. Man, yeah. I'm, I'm stuck on him and Carter. I don't really have. Yeah, and I wish I had more to offer. Like, I I know I looked at this list, but I can't. 
I think let's do Vanden Bosch. I think I, I dude, if I were to lean one way, it's Vanden Bosch. Let's I just guess. hope that he somehow got four Pro Bowls. All right. We're yeah. gonna check in Kyle Vanden Bosch for 100 points. Let's go over to Denny Walling Fan Club. What did you guys come up with? We I had pretty much the two the Cupcake Man and Kyle Vanden Bosch were the only two <laughs> names I could come up with. And if we flipped a mental coin and went with Vanden Bosch for Oakland five. Neither team is receiving points. I can tell you that Kyle Vandenbosch had a season of 12 and a half. He had a season of 12 other names. Uh, Jason Babin had a 12 and a half. Yes, it is a name. Um, we have uh, Sean Jones in the early nineties had 12 and a half and a 13. We have a Ray Childress wow. with 13 but with 15 in the year of our Lord, 1991, William Fuller. Oof. The Dolphins third wide receiver. The third. This would have been the third, right? Probably. <laughs> or the uh, junior, as a matter of fact. The second. No okay. It's not his dad, but he is no, William yeah. Henry Fuller Jr. <laughs> it's huh. not his dad. Well, no, it can't be. This guy seems like he stayed on the field. He was yeah. Yeah. This yeah. explains why, why Fuller's gone so often. His, his hamstrings are 30 years older. so fuller is second all time on the titans with 59 career sacks um yeah that's not a it's not a very extensive that's it uh uh, ray childress is your leader all time for the oilers slash titans with 75 and a half uh childress fuller sean jones who we mentioned then you go javon curse Jarrell Casey, Derek Morgan, Kyle Vandenbosch, Jesse Baker, Harold Landry, who is currently active, and Brian Arakpo is 10. So before we go on to question three, we have the Bearded Bears at 355 and Denny Walling Fan Club at 340. Let's move on to question three. Hail Mary. All of these categories are song titles of songs that I love. So <laughs> weird, weird Al songs. No, no. Uh, Blessings is by Big Sean, Freak Like Me, Adina Howard, Hail Mary by Tupac. So, anyways, and believe by believe by Sean, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's move on to question three in Hail Mary. In 2016, Georgia and Tennessee played an all-time classic in which. Two Hail Marys ended the game in a span of 17 seconds. Riley Ridley scored with 10 seconds left to give Georgia a three-point lead, but a Georgia unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and a good kick return gave Tennessee one play from the Georgia 43-yard line, and Jawan Jennings came down with the game winner. Tell me the two quarterbacks that threw these touchdown passes. Both were selected in the NFL draft and are currently on NFL rosters. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to. I say, to I say we just do it. So uh, we're checking. I like it. Okay. Bearded Bears have checked in. Denny Walling fan club. You guys can talk it out. I think I have the Georgia one because I had a, I wrote, I, or at least I had some questions and I also did a bunch of research when Adam Spees came on for the first time because he's such a you know big fan of the Bulldogs. I'm pretty sure that that time frame was Jacob Eason quarterback for georgia and then walling came back with tennessee and said uh the name that i was thinking of that was their starting quarterback around them would have been joshua dobbs 
So we checked in with those two for five points. Doing a true Oakland five, you got to respect it. <laughs> All right. Bearded Bears, what did you guys come up with? Uh, I think they're going to win the game. I really like Eason. Oakland five, because I think they're right. I think it is Eason. Um, I think the time frame fits. Mm-hmm. That's why we were trying to figure out what the time frame was for Aaron Murray and whether or not he's an NFL backup. We checked in with Josh Dobbs and Aaron Murray for 50 points. One team is receiving points. Joshua Dobbs and all, uh, and who's basically like almost a, he, to me, he's like the Dolph Lundgren of the NFL, a guy who's playing football, but he's like essentially a rocket scientist. He's like just a super smart dude. Uh, Through the game winner to Jawan Jennings and the quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs. From Lake Stevens, Washington, Jacob Eason. All right. As we head into the final question, the lead has changed. Denny Walling, fan club? I'm just going to put question marks after all of them. <laughs> has taken the lead at 345. And the Bearded Bears are now at 305. So, the final question in Believe... I share another one of my favorite songs. <laughs> you don't, you don't have enough auto tune on your mic there, Walling. I don't. Somebody turned up my gain. <laughs> I don't like that song, but I do love a cover of that song. <laughs> and if you can look it up on YouTube, it's by the band DMA. It's for this YouTube series. It's called Like a Version. Marcus, no matter how hard I try, you keep pushing me aside. <laughs> And I just can't. can't I can't. There's yeah. There's no talking. Oh man! All right. So there's your uh, YouTube plug. Let's move on to question four in Believe. What former two-time World Series champion, NL MVP, ALCS MVP, and NL Manager of the Year was also elected to the College Football Hall of Fame in 2017? Probably because he was a first-team All-American in 1978 and retired as Michigan State's all-time leader in every major receiving category. He has more career touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, than Andre Risen and Plaxico Burris. But has he shot himself in the bits? Mm. Or had his house burned down by a member of the Yeah, I feel like their career accomplishments are way cooler. I one day dreamed to have my house burned down by a pop star. That's that's fair. That that's actually a pretty good aspiration. We can check in. Denny Walling fan club has checked in for the final time tonight. Bearded Bears, you can talk it out. You have about two ish minutes. Oh boy, dude, this I don't I know wish, that I have any brain I, capacity left. I wish I had anything to give you. Like, like 80s, 90s baseball is not my thing. Yeah, I'm trying to. Like my brain power is – it's been dwindling the entire game because like <laughs> Josh's pouch fish smell has been seeping through the camera. And it's <laughs> Did he microwave to the point it? now where it's like, yeah, he microwaved it in the break room and didn't clean up after himself. And so now I can't focus. Everybody's pissed. They're like, who did this? Oh, I hate when that shit happens. Um, did, did Kirk Gibson ever play in the AL? And well, I, Kirk, I, I, I don't yes, also picture him yes. as a receiver, but he I played for wrong. the Tigers. Okay. Um, no, I mean he was very athletic, but it's like you have to think NL Manager of the Year. Also, he did manage. Yeah, right. 
you know, he, and so he what he probably, manager. if he was good, he probably would have started managing like late nineties. No, I don't think he started managing until like the two thousands. I, I don't think he like, he wasn't a guy that like retired and immediately started managing. Okay. There was like a gap for him. Um, but if we're looking at time frame, if he's in college in 78, so he's not going to be playing in the MLB until the eighties. So this is probably an eighties, nineties guy. Right. Mm-hmm. That then, so he's probably a manager by sometime in the two thousands. Yep. Man. NL MVP. It's like a lot of the guys I'm thinking of that are NL MVP aren't, haven't managed. Right. Like, yeah. Oh man, this is rough. Sarah, who was the Astros manager? Cause they were pretty good in the early aughts, right? Before they moved to yeah. the AL. Uh, Phil Garner was their manager at one point. Was there a, no, no, not Ozzie Gian. Never mind. No, he was AL yep. manager of the year. Bruce Bochy, but D-backs? that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking. Like, uh, uh, Bob, they had Bob Brenly, but they had Kirk Gibson. So he was mm. a manager. He he was pretty a pretty athletic guy. I could see him being a receiver. I just don't know that there's anyone else. I don't even dude, know. If I did. All right, guys. I need yeah. an answer. That's, I think this, that's gonna this, have to be this it. This sucks. All right. We're I checking don't in have with anything, man. We're, we're checking in with Kirk Gibson for a hundred points. Okay, and Bearded Bears, what did you guys have? Well, early on, I did a lot of research on multi-sport college athletes, and uh, this person definitely was one of those. Um, and I, you know, they talked out just about everything they needed to know, and they're going to win the game because Kirk Gibson played wide receiver at Florida or not Florida at Michigan State University. I didn't know it because I spent one year at Michigan State. I was gonna say did you hit a jump research. shot over Kirk Gibson? No, no, I don't know if I would have made a jump shot over him. Just saying. <laughs> no, uh, but pretty athletic. So we checked in with Kirk Gibson for five points. And both teams are receiving points. The correct answer is Kirk Gibson. <laughs> I don't even remember what led me here. But when I got to Kirk Gibson and this just happened to come up, I said, wait a minute, what? How have I never heard that? The, the f- head football coach, Daryl Rogers, was the one who talked Kirk Gibson into playing baseball. He said, you should play. He only played in college for one year. And in that one year, he hit 390, had 16 home runs and 52 RBIs in 48 games and was subsequently drafted in the first round by the Tigers. And he said, huh, I think I like get it, hitting balls more than I like getting hit. Uh, and yes, when I was, oh, I remember it because, oh, Josh is doing the, 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 fist, the fist pump. From the, Scott. Gimp, gimp. <laughs> Scott's doing it, yeah. Um, yeah, and so I, was, I remember now, I was looking up kind of Michigan State receiving records, and I saw the name, and I was like, oh, that must be some other Kurt Gibson. <laughs> and I saw it, and I went, "What? What? Oh, it to me, it's just like it's unbelievable." I was like, "That's crazy that this is that you know that Kirk Gibson." So, mm-hmm. yes, correct. And with that, our game has come to an end, and the final scores with three hundred and fifty points and a very respectable showing, the Denny Walling Fan Club. With 350 points and our clipboard captains, who it couldn't be anybody else, will be receiving the coveted 
Jake Locker Award. <laughs> of course. <laughs> With 405 <laughs> points. The Bearded oh, Bears. Yay. Wow. Washington <laughs> legend, Jake Locker. That's right. <laughs> Titans. Um, What's the opposite of a legend? Uh, <laughs> Jake Locker. Infamous, yeah. infamous uh, quarterback, <laughs> infamous Jake Titan. Locker. Uh, yes. Wow. So great game, guys. Um, yeah, I, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Seth, do you have anything to say? It was, this is your first time. Mm-hmm. You, you ended up, you guys ended up pulling out the W. How do you feel? Uh, well, just first off, thank you for letting me play. It was a, it's a big honor. Like I work a, uh, basically an assembly line job. So like the last month I've just been binging your guys' podcast. So when my, uh, drunken alter ego was like, let me on the show. And friggin' Matt was like, how about next week? I was like, oh no. So, uh, <laughs> uh, that was me, bro. Oh, was that you? Yeah. Yeah. I messaged you. Keep over. Yeah. No, like I was, uh. Whatever it, it it this was awesome, great game. I was uh, a little sick to my stomach about Givens. I realized where I went wrong. You said career rushing yards, yes, and then you went single, to single, single season, season receiving. But yards. I had yep. career and yeah, whatever. So, so that's I, the that's called an Eric Ede where yep. you don't read the question, you hear it, and then yep. you don't reread it. So always reread the question. Yes, yes, yes. Lesson you learned. Lesson need, learned. You didn't need those points. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked out in our favor. But great game, Josh. Great game, Eric. Like well written game, Marcus. Thanks again for letting me play. This is a blast. Can't wait to be back someday. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. Thank you again. Like this is this is an awesome way to spend my Sunday. So yeah, thank you for for teaming with me. Um, it was a good mix, right? You had all the UFC stuff and and the wheelhouse stuff, and I was able to help out where I could. Um, you know, you gotta sometimes you sometimes when you team with a guest, Josh, you gotta lead them to victory. You know, I like I know <laughs> oh, that you good. haven't. Here we with, go. I know that you At haven't least... teamed with guests a lot, right? It, it hasn't happened often. So everyone out there, the Joshes and the Mats who don't team with a lot of guests, sometimes you gotta check in that missing link right before, right after question three right as soon as when you're down and you know you need it and you, your your guest teammate is like man i don't know you just hey. got to take matters in your own hands sometimes. all right hey hey ego boy i'm gonna take you down and <laughs> seth, seth is one of a handful exactly a handful of guests you've helped lead you to have do that you have no, to do that 20 percent of the time the other 20 are not quite as happy hey <laughs> hey hold on you know scott's got more flu games than mj so think about that I, I he's had, got I mean, he's we, had like seven flu games uh, just 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 one um it's a covid game thank you not the flu it's a global pandemic um i, I just wanted to bring you down a level just no no out, take it I, easy to to I'm going to rebuttal to that. You said five, I've led to victory. No, I've led one to victory. The other four led me to victory. Oh, okay. <laughs> Marcus, I was very nervous after the first quarter because I was like, oh boy, that was not a quarter that I knew anything about. But the game got much more um, well-rounded for people who don't have uh, UFC. And I can't remember what the middle middle one was. It was... What was your? I can't. What was it? It was. uh, Oh, the Remington Award. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying that after that, everything kind of settled in, and uh, you know, I felt everything was was pretty pretty gettable, and uh, yeah, no, it was a fun. It was a well written game, and it was a fun game to play. Uh, Seth, thank you also for being a member of our Patreon team. Um, Oh, I forgot that at the beginning. Damn it. 
uh oh yeah so thank you for um being a uh equipment manager for our team we really appreciate that we're doing it at the end for today somebody's (laughs) got to bring the balls to the court we can't play without them yes very vital important vitally important to the operation and walling well you know we always have walling josh love that name do we need anything Mm -hmm. else no we need to make sure that you guys are putting us writing us in on your ballots for 2024 uh, shit, um, I'll vote for you right now. Yeah, you gotta you gotta vote yeah. in me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make sure make sure we're on there. Um, we'll be fleshing out the story of Cricket's McGillicuddy in future episodes. Just know that uh, we it's this is only the beginning of the Correct. legend of Cricket's McGillicuddy. So. Awesome. Well, let's get out of here. Thank you all for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.